Hey there. I hope you are having an amazing day or night, depending on when you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about some tips and thoughts that you can have when you are the most qualified candidate, but you still didn't get the job. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. I tell you how it is and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. And my background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And I also have over 10 years of saying that out loud makes me a little cringy uh, in recruiting. So, <laughs> And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Uh, let's get into it here. I'm sure we've all had the thought and or said out loud, but wait, I was the most qualified candidate. I get it. Rejection can be hard. Sometimes we don't get the opportunity because there are indeed other candidates that are more qualified. And other times we are the most qualified and still don't get it. So what do we do then? Let's get into it here. Tips and then some thoughts or things to ask yourself. Number one, ask for feedback from whoever was part of that process, whether it was the hiring manager, whether it's your manager, whether it's people who run the interview panel, whoever is involved, maybe an executive leader. If it's an internal role, I probably wouldn't ask an executive leader, but I would definitely ask my manager, possibly the hiring manager for that other role. And then maybe folks on the interview panel, but I feel like probably not because if I was part of an interview panel, I gave my feedback. And then that candidate came and asked me why I would, I honestly, I would feel uncomfortable. But again, every relationship is different. So use your own judgment and just be mindful. Number two, ask yourself what you could have done differently in the interview process itself. So oftentimes there are things that maybe we get nervous and we say silly things or we're in the interview process and they're asking us questions like very specific, let's say numbers related questions, and we don't have the answers, you know, things like that. Oftentimes we can figure out what we can do better by trying to think back on what we were asked about in the interview process or just take some time to reflect. Like maybe there was something, you know, you could have done better. It wasn't about a question. It was just, you know, preparing a little bit more, whatever it might be. Number three, understand that sometimes budgets change. So if the most qualified candidate sometimes is no longer obtainable. So for example, let's say they want to hire a senior recruiter and you're the most qualified, you know, they've already alluded to you, like they're heading towards the direction of an offer, things are looking good, blah, blah, blah. And then budget changes and they can only hire an entry level recruiter. So yes, you were the most qualified for the role at the time, but you may not know and you may not ever know if they don't give you that feedback, but hopefully they do, (laughs) that the budget changed and now they can't afford you and you certainly don't want to take that step back because an entry-level recruiter versus a senior-level recruiter, I mean, that's probably half the pay. Nobody likes that. That doesn't sound fun. So it could be a level change as well. Maybe it was slated for level 14 and now they can only do a level 12 and your absolute minimum is above their absolute maximum or title change, right? Senior to whatever. So at a couple different ways, budgets can change there. Number four, what were the conversations with your prospective peers like? Was there... Or is there a potential concern with a possible team fit, right? Maybe you didn't gel very well with the team and they felt it and you felt it. That could be a reason why a hiring manager may not move forward with the most qualified candidate because there's fear there that people aren't going to get along or there's going to be conflict. Number five, think about the conversations you've had and ask yourself honestly, do you take a teaching slash mentor approach with your teammates or do you kind of like take a tattletale approach, right? So if we think about 
Let's think about construction, for example. Oftentimes there are safety folks that you hire in a construction field, right? And that person's responsibility essentially is to make sure everybody is doing their job safely to protect you as the worker and also the company from obvious lawsuits, right? And then also loss of money if they something goes wrong and they have to shut things down to fix something because of a safety concern. Now that safety person can take the approach of coaching and helping and obviously like making sure they're doing their job and documenting where appropriate and helping out the team. And then they can also take this approach of, hey, manager, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that, go get them, you know, like write them up or whatever. So it's very, think about how you approach things like that. And that could be a reason that even if you're the most qualified, maybe the team is like, oh, like that's not, you know, we're more about teamwork and lifting each other up versus trying to take each other down, right? And number six, are there certain tools or technologies that you need more experience in? You could be the most qualified recruiter, but they just implemented a new system that's maybe hard to learn and they really needed someone who knew that. So instead of someone with 12 years of recruiting experience and didn't know a particular system or technology, maybe they went with someone with 10 years of experience that did. Now, in my opinion, tools and technologies, once you know one, you usually know most. Um, However, that isn't always the case. So it could be a reason. Number seven, try and stay positive. I know it's not easy. I do. And and this is a big and <laughs> so important. It is like truly it's it's very important because it's going to affect how you go about your day. It's going to affect your mindset. It's going to affect how you interact with your team, how you do your work, so on and so forth. And number eight, obtain a new skill or learn something new. Oftentimes if we get rejected from a job, there is something we can learn skill set wise or from like an educational perspective to help us become better for the next time that type of role is open. Number nine, why did you want the opportunity in the first place? Ask yourself that. Maybe it was money motivated. Maybe the team picked up through conversation that all you were caring about was the promotion, the more money, the advancement versus the type of work. I'm not saying that's the case, but sometimes there are things we say that could lead others to think, oh, we're just motivated by money versus being genuinely excited about the opportunity. Number 10, utilize your network, personal and work. Can anyone share any helpful insights for you? And now personally, they may not understand the situation. They obviously weren't probably involved in the interview process if they were red flag. (laughs) But (laughs) is there any insights that can be shared uh, from people you know? And this can be a hard question to ask and even harder for your families and friends to answer, but there could be something that they've observed that maybe you have a little bit of a blind spot for. So be prepared, possibly for some great feedback and maybe some surprising feedback. Number 11, keep trying. Do you not give up? If you really want something, keep going. Rejection is situational, right? You apply for a job, a promotion, you don't get it, change, pivot, grow, learn, do better, and keep trying. If it's something you really want, do not give up. Number 12, ask for help. Can we just do this more in life in general? Like, <laughs> And we is definitely me. I'm part of that. I feel like I don't ask for help often. I've gotten really good at accepting help. Like if someone offers, I will happily, not always, but most of the time, happily say yes. Less better at asking proactively, but I am working on it. So do better than me. <laughs> yeah, it's important. We're, we're human. We are not meant to do all of the things all of the time on our own. Number 13, are there opportunities to expand in your current role? So maybe you don't get the promotion you wanted or that job you applied for, but is there a type of 
project that maybe you can collaborate with that team on. So maybe you're not getting the role, but maybe you can work with that team on something else, you know, and kind of baby step your way into getting more exposure to that type of work, that team, so on and so forth. Super quick today. I hope that was helpful, valuable. If you have a topic you want me to cover, reach out, let me know. As always, thank you for being here and listening. I really appreciate it. Check out the website, stephdennis.com, podcast directory, helpful links, all the good stuff. You can support the show simply by listening, sharing with a friend, monetarily, PayPal, Cash App, Venmo. Spotify also has a new monthly donation subscription option. All of the links, of course, will be below and leaving a rating and or review. I'm on the socials, stephdennis13, Instagram and TikTok, and then Instagram, Career Talk Podcast. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing, so fantastic. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.